Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back for our final hour on Sharp Money, live from Las Vegas in the South Point Sportsbook Studios. I'm Ben Wilson, in for Patrick. Next couple of days, Amal Shaw with me, Dustin Swedelson behind the glass. Amal and I are watching uh, the just this endless Maxime Cressy, uh, Laszlo Dieri match, where it seems like we're in we're in auto tiebreak mode. Might might be that way for five sets. That's how we're spending our uh, our Wednesday afternoon here at the South Point. Well, we're not watching anymore because ESPN needs to go to around the horn, so we can't watch live sports. But that's good. Oh wow! Oh great. Well, that just ruined my day. Anyway, we have Scott Spicer to help make up for that, though, which which is good. Scott joins us. We'll talk some NFL, talk some baseball with Scott. Give him a follow at Scott Wins. It's, it's great to see you, Scott. Uh, re- ready to go here talking all things NFL. I was I was thinking about this earlier from the perspective. We, we did the whole thing, breaking down the, you know, the Josh Allen comments on his wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, and how stories like that, like they, they're always like the thing we tend to talk about in the media this time of year, July into August, when we're, th- we're in that slow buildup toward NFL. From, from your perspective, when you, when you think about the overall season-long betting implications of, of different topics around the league, what are, what are things that actually move the needle to you? Because I would imagine it's not, oh, Stefan Diggs, he's complaining about wanting more targets. Like, what is it that actually is something that you will actually hone in on compared to some of these other media topics? He's like, you know, free, free agent acquisitions, uh, how coaches are getting along with players if they're new coaches and new locales, what they've done. If, they're, if they haven't been in the business of being a head coach for too long, what they've done as far as preparing their units for an upcoming season, things like that. So it's fun, man. I, you know, I'll have that stuff on in the background. I have you guys on in the background when I'm working on my games and working on the upcoming season. And I like to listen to some of the, you know, talk that's going on in the locker room besides just the betting talk. And you guys do both. So uh, it's always good to have on in the background, but for me, it's all about, man, I want to know who's lighted up against who I want to know, you know, this tight end that just came in, is he actually going to start for the team this year or sit the bench, all that kind of stuff. And I'm really digging deep. You got to really dig and you got to do a whole lot of reading in the summertime, which uh, isn't too bad. You know, I have, and I'm not talking about Stephen King. I'm talking about, you know, trying yeah, to find everything you can uh, between the lines when it comes to reading some of these uh, beat writers posts. Scott, uh, I know you've got a couple of bets on the NFL. Give us some insight into what you're looking at early on in terms of maybe some plays you're looking to make, but also uh, kind of how you reach the conclusion, because still a long way to go. We haven't gone through training camp yet, so maybe some insights for people that may not bet the NFL as frequently or definitely not as early. 
One of the things I like to do, guys, first of all, when it comes to over-under wins and figuring out the strength of a schedule uh, for a team, I let, I let the guys behind the counter do most of the work for me. You know, they're going to set up each team and their opponents and how many wins are projected that you can bet on uh, over-under for all of those teams. So you can get a good idea on the upcoming season and the strength of the teams these teams are going to play rather than looking at what those teams did the year before. So I let the bookmakers do a lot of that work for me. But what I'm also looking at, guys, I really like to look at teams that were uh, projected to have extremely good years or extremely bad years and did just the opposite. If a team was expected to win 10 or 11 games in the NFL, get to the postseason, and something odd, something weird happened, or maybe they had a bunch of close losses during the course of the season uh, that came down to maybe a bad play call here or just bad luck, I'll look to play on those teams if they're teams that underachieved the year before, and I'll look to play under against the teams that overachieved from where they should have been. So a lot of metrics come into the mix, DVOAs, things of that nature. And one team that naturally stands out, it's the Indianapolis Colts, who a lot of very respected betters loved to go deep, win the division, even make a Super Bowl run last year. Now they fall flat on their face, end up with the fourth overall pick. They have a new quarterback in Anthony Richardson. We don't know yet if he'll be the day one starter with Gardner Minshew now also in the mix. With a win total of six and a half, how do you view this potential bounce back season playing out for a Colt team that is in some flux, but also in a division that has wins out there to be had? Yeah, not the worst division to be in if you're looking to make a move, and that's the Indianapolis Colts this year. You know, you remember last year they tied that opener against Houston. They followed that with an ugly loss to the Jags. Then they go 3-1 and one their next four. They, that included a win over Kansas City, but then the wheels fell off. That offensive line was horrible. I mean, call it like it is. They were terrible at pass blocking. They failed the offense. They failed Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. You mentioned they got a couple of the guys that are going to be taking snaps this year in Minshew and potentially Anthony Richardson. Uh, the offensive line has been upgraded, and both of those guys are going to be more mobile than Matty Ice was. Uh, you still got Jonathan Taylor at running back. You've still got a solid receiving core. And I was looking at like what they did last season, so kind of based on what I just said when we opened the show about what I'm looking for. As you mentioned, uh, Ben, last season, Indy was a lot of folks, well, one of their favorites to maybe challenge Buffalo and, and Kansas City in the AFC, and they fell flat on their face. They had six one-score losses last year. They had seven games where they went 0-6-1 by a grand total of 20 combined points. Uh, they had three losses by one point each, and then, of course, the overtime game. So you're talking about 0-3-1 by a grand total of three points. That's how close this team was to winning another maybe four, maybe even five games. So they had all those issues going on with that offensive line. They had a mess full of turnovers, and yet they still came within just those points that I just mentioned of uh, being a team that could have won eight games last year instead of winning four. Uh, I think they've got a great chance to be five and five going into their bye week in week 11. And by far to me, worst case scenario is that this team needs one more win to get over six and a half over the final two games of the season. Both of those games are at home. Both of those games come against Houston and the Raiders. I'm betting if it's worst case scenario and I need a win to get to seven, they're going to at least go one and one against the Texans and the Raiders in Indy at the end of the year. I, I do believe this team wins eight games. I don't think we're going to get to that worst case scenario. They were so close last year to winning seven or eight games. Scott, you mentioned the AFC South. South excuse me. Let's stay in that division right now. I don't understand the affinity for Tennessee. Maybe you see it differently. Tell me where you come in on the Titans a little bit. 
I don't either. I, I think seven and a half wins is, you know, projected a little bit too high last check when I looked at their wins total. And I haven't jumped in to play under with this team yet. But, you know, when I look inside the division, there's not a whole lot of separation. And I don't see Tennessee being a team that goes out and wins nine games to win this division. So I'm with you, Amal. I think Tennessee is a little bit overrated, overhyped. I think I got their wins total wrong, but they're, but they're overhyped when it goes into this season. And I, I don't believe you're going to see great quarterback play out of this team. They need to get better up front. Uh, and they've got to be able to pass the football and not just in desperation mode. I don't see that out of this Tennessee team this year. And it, it is a team second to fiddle right now in the division odds, plus 425, seven and a half on the win total. It and it's one, and two. Yeah. And you can look some of these season long player totals. I'm, I'm definitely somebody looking to fade Derrick Henry this year where he was at 1200 and a half yards at one point with arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL entering this season. So there's a lot of different angles you can look at. I know one you're, you're trying to target is in Detroit where you have a Monroe St. Brown and the Detroit Lions, a team that is expected to take a leap forward under head coach Dan Campbell. How are you looking to attack him specifically now with having another year to work with the QB and Jared Goff? I played him on Ross St. Brown over 1,000 and a half receiving yards. So we need a thousand and one or more uh, out of St. Brown. I did see one book about a week ago, guys that had the over under at 949 and a half receiving yards. Oh. If you don't mind laying on some juice, I don't know if it's still out there it was out there a week ago. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that if you shop around, you should be able to find a decent number. If you don't mind laying a little more juice, I am fine with a thousand and a half at this point. And by the way, before I forget that same book had St. Brown at 20 to one to lead the NFL and receptions, but my play is to go over that receiving yards prop. Uh, he's been close to a hundred receptions per season through his first couple. Uh, his numbers went up last season, the lions passing DVOA. And this is important to me going into a new season, but their passing DVOA went from 28th two years ago to fifth in the league last year. So you got Goff back. You've got St. Brown back. Obviously one of the key cogs has been Johnson, the offensive coordinator. He's back with Detroit with this nucleus and they attempted the 10th most passes last year, which I'm not sure they want to be throwing the ball that much this year. They want to be out in front in a couple of these games, but I still don't think even if that drops a little bit, that uh, St. Brown is going to suffer 25% of the targets went to St. Brown or 24.8% to be exact. There's no more DJ Chark. There's no more TJ Hawkinson. There's no more DeAndre Swift. They've all moved on to other teams. First six games of the season, they're without Jamison Williams, who's suspended. Uh, so he's going to get even more targets, more looks. I know mm -hmm. they picked up Marvin Jones uh, in the free agency season. But listen, the offensive line is terrific. I like the way golf looks. I think he looks at St. Brown, almost like he looked at Cooper Cup when he was in Southern California throwing passes for the Rams. So he's going to continue to throw the ball to this guy even more. I like the tight end acquisition of the draft of Laporta makes him uh, miss Hawkinson a little bit less. So barring injury, I think he tops that 1000 and a half yards. I'm on St. Brown. I, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I went ahead and played it over. Yeah, I like that play there, and you broke down a number of reasons why it's justified, but I think he's emerging as a top elite receiver in the National Football League. Really like that play you have there. I want to ask you a question regarding divisions. We were talking about the AFC South a minute ago. Detroit, obviously, in the NFC North, a team that's a favorite there as well. Um, is there a certain price point that you would sit there and say, okay, I can bet this or I can't bet it? And the reason why I say that is the Jags are a minus favorite in, to win the AFC South. But is there a number you would take on a minus side, or does it have to be on a plus side to be able to bet a division prop? For me, in that division, I would probably have to go plus money them all. Uh, I don't think I can lay the price. Same with you when you look at like the, uh, you know, the Jacksonville uh, leading division with nine and a half over under wins total. I would still not want to lay a price with Jacksonville. That team could fall off by two or three games from where they were last season. So for me with Detroit, I would have to have plus money.
Again, Scott Spritzer joining us right now at DocSports.com where you see uh, his work talking some NFL. We'll talk some MLB after the break. I wanted to bring this up before we hit a break, though. We were tweeted at by uh, Jesse uh, saying, Stephon Diggs, 22-1, to Offensive Player of the Year, making the case, okay, if it's a maybe a force-fed season a la a Cooper Cup a couple years ago, could he be a, a dark horse shot to throw at? What, what do you make of uh, the, the Diggs option here at, at a 22-1 to price? Absolutely. He's going to be fine once the season gets underway. Stay away from the soap opera and the drama and all that kind of stuff. I don't mind 22 to 1. And I'm even looking at St. Brown if I can still find 20 to 1 to be in the NFL receiving leader as far as receptions are concerned. He's going to be the primary guy times 10, not just the primary guy for this Detroit yeah. offense, at least for the first six weeks and then beyond, even when they get uh, Jamison Williams back. But yeah. as far as Stephon Diggs, yeah, I got no problem with that at all, 22 to 1. No, Dad, I like the, the word choice that Jesse used in, in the tweet of all was fade the summertime noise. I, not, nothing better than fading summertime noise, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Yep. I know you, you agree with that. Amal. I do agree with you. I think it's, it's <laughs> nonsense. It's, it, yeah. Listen, it's hard to come up with stories. Hell, Dustin and I talk about what are we going to talk about today? I mean, so, I mean, can you imagine if you got to write on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills? I mean, yeah. Well, we found out Dustin played tennis back in his youth, Scott. So that was one thing that came out of today. That's all. That's all I know. Uh, we're going to talk some baseball with Scott. He has a couple plays on the card today. One game has gone final already. If you missed that, Astros win and cover the run line 6-4 over Colorado. We'll talk some more Major League Baseball with Scott Spritzer on the other side right here on VEASAN's Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Final hour of Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good news, Amal. We've ESPN, they changed the Wimbledon coverage to ESPN2 because around the horn apparently mattered more. So we found our Max Cressy Lazlo Dieri match right now, but uh, the American in some trouble here, down two sets to one. 
Odds, you would say, on a fourth set tiebreaker are? I would say minus. You have to lay a price. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say probably about plus one thirty. The reason why is because we had uh, breaks of serve in the first two sets each. I would set it like minus one twenty five or so. That would be my personal price. We'll see what happens. Cressy and Dieri. We welcome back Scott Spritzer from DocSports.com. Follow him at Scott Wins. We're talking some football in segment number one. As much as I would love to talk, I wouldn't with you, Scott. We've got some baseball. (laughs) We want we uh, we want to get into. We're in that time of year. We've just crossed the halfway mark. Every team has has reached eighty one games now. The hundred sixty two game season. So you have some really good data you can use. And it is interesting to see how as we look at the first play you're on today. You know you have Mets Diamondbacks. You have a Diamondback team that continues to get disrespected by the market. They're leading the division. They have been all year, yet they're still a dog in their own division to a team like the L.A. Dodgers. How have you tried to, to use that, at least from the day-to-day betting, when you get a team like Arizona that's been so rock solid and yet nobody really wants to buy in on them? You know, Ben, a, a couple of months ago, I was there before the season kicked off and talked about the D-backs and a bet on the over, their wins total. And I think I'm all agreed with it. Patrick might have. We were talking about how the potential of this team could be so good and through the roof this season. I, I didn't think they would knock off the Dodgers in the NL West and they still may not. Uh, but the bottom line was, is I didn't know that they, I didn't believe that they would be in first place or thereabouts at this point of the season, going into the all-star break. So, and, and they've gotten better in one particular area. And I'll talk about that in just a second. When you talked about what's some of the data that you're using, I, I've been on the show many times and I've talked about, I love the handicap overnight. And I'm going to tell you why it's a good thing in this game, why it's not so good in, in another game I'm going to talk about. But in this game, you could have the D-backs at plus 100 and even money last night, and they're now laying a little bit of a price. Not that big of a deal, but I still like them here. Uh, they've taken care of business at the plate. We all know that at home this season. Uh, Singa has not found his groove on the road at 458 ERA and a very bad 160-plus whip away from home. Uh, his team's lost three of his last four road starts. And, of course, all Arizona does when Tommy Henry takes them out is win games. They've won his last six outings. He's held at home this season. And I look at this team they're facing, the Mets. They average three runs per game in road night games against Southpaws this season. It's not a huge sample size, but still just three runs per game. And listen, I've talked about it before with them all. You know, I'll play first half when it comes to sides, first five innings, but about half the time in full games, the other half, which is less half the time, first five innings that I've done the last couple of seasons. But this is a full game bet for me. And the reason why, and here's why I like Arizona even better now than a month ago, going into about uh, June 1st, June 2nd, the Arizona bullpen was in the bottom third of the league, bullpen ERA. It's ninth over the last 30 days. The Mets have been around 21st, 22nd all season long, whether you break it down over the last month or for the season in general. And I like that with Arizona going into this game and making them a full game play. Uh, again, early morning, it was plus 100. They're now short chalk, no biggie, about a buck 15 or so in that neighborhood, uh, give or take a couple of pennies. I like Arizona tonight to get the win again. Yeah, you mentioned this Diamondbacks team, Scott. They've been very impressive. And I'll tell you, some of these teams that are not expected to maybe have great years, you expect a drop-off. The Miami Marlins are another one, but it hasn't come with this team. The Baltimore Orioles, the third one we can add into the mix. Which teams have kind of surprised you a little bit from a positive or a negative standpoint this year besides a couple of the ones I just mentioned? I would say negative, and the book's still out when it comes to Seattle, but a little bit on Seattle. They show signs of life every once in a while. Uh, as far as out west, listen, we all thought the Padres maybe not get to their wins total, but would at least be better 
than they've been. I mean, at what point do they end up cutting Soto, cutting their ties? I mean, he has not been what they were hoping for since he arrived. He's had a couple of outbursts uh, on the field in a positive manner where he's done well, but he's not been. So San Diego really surprises me. And then the St. Louis Cardinals. Did I think they were a 95 game winner? No, not before the season. I thought they could get to 90 and challenge for that division. They have got it. We've been talking about this since like week two of the baseball season of all the St. Louis Cardinals need to cut ties with Carlos Marmol. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's thrown players under the bus publicly and pick up the phone and call Yachty and let him come in and operate the second half of the season as a manager with a team that absolutely loves the guy who showed what he's worth behind the plate. Look how bad some of their pitches are doing this year without Yachty behind the plate. So uh, St. Louis is the biggest flop to me, along with San Diego. Seattle can still come around. I was mildly surprised that the Angels were in the race, but now with Trout being out for whatever it is, six to eight weeks, and Otani with the blister, all of a sudden they drop off the radar a little bit. But uh, positive, you know, Baltimore is doing kind of what we thought they would before this season. Deepest farm in all of Major League Baseball for the most part. But again, the biggest surprises to me, St. Louis and San Diego just not doing well. Yeah, it's almost like Mike Schilt was on to something when he was when he was fired yeah. and was very <laughs> candid about what was going on at the St. Louis clubhouse a season ago. And only Marmol, yeah, it, it's not been great. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he still is there uh, managing every day for the Cardinals. We're Scott Spreitzer right now here on Vsin Sharp Money. One of the markets that I've noticed, it started to get a lot of movement as the, the Razor team that started to come back to earth. We were talking about that earlier on the show, how you, you just can't possibly keep up a 120-win pace all season. Is there a point, like you look at the Braves, who them and the Rays pretty much tied for the best record in baseball. You can bet this now. I see the Braves have moved to about a $1.40 favorite. Is that a market you would ever be interested in with how, how rock solid and up and down that lineup the Braves look like at the moment? If I was going to do it, to answer your question candidly, heck yeah, when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, most of the time I wouldn't be doing that. But this team is an unbelievable machine. They do everything right. Doesn't matter if it's the pen, starting pitching, what they do at the plate, fielding. I mean, my gosh, and you can break it down over sectors or sections of the season, full season numbers, WOBA, when it runs created plus, not only offensively, but defensively. They're just pulling all the right levers right now, and I don't see that changing. So if I was going to get involved with a price like that, it would be this year's Atlanta Braves. You mentioned the Atlanta Braves. Scott, if I were to give you the Braves and the Rays versus the rest of the field, who are you taking? I'm going to lean towards the Braves. I, I, you know, they haven't had to deal with pitching issues as far as bumps and bruises like the Rays have throughout the course of the season. And I, I think I'd have to side with the Braves. I think the offense I like better than Tampa Bay overall. And I don't want to take away what Tampa Bay's done at the plate. I mean, they're tremendous. They're near the top of the league in most you know, metrics that we care about. Uh, but the bottom line is I think the Braves overall one through nine at the plate. And then as far as the pitching is concerned uh, is just a little bit ahead of Tampa Bay. So listen, I don't want to split hairs. I don't want to make a living off the difference, but it would be a lean towards the Atlanta mm -hmm. Braves. And right now, plus 320 favorites to win the world series. The fascinating thing about Atlanta is their ace has been shelved for two months. Max Fried slowly ramping up. He's in the process of making some rehab starts. So you've been out without one of your best pitchers for the majority of the season. Uh, Mike Sorrell is a guy who goes tonight who was at one time Scott viewed to be one of these guys who would be a rock solid starter in that rotation. He hasn't been the same coming back from injury. He goes against Cal Quantrill of the Guardians tonight. Uh, we saw the Braves kind of touch up uh, Gavin Williams, the uh, the new up-and-coming prospect for the Guardians the other night. Pretty high total there uh, tonight at Progressive Field. What do you make of the specific spot here with Soroka and the Braves? A pretty heavy favorite on the road in Cleveland. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want Soroka to pitch a bunch of these next, uh, you know, month of, or so of games if I'm going to lay the price with the Atlanta Braves. But uh, you know, he's in there to fill in for some injuries and some bumps and bruises. You're right. It's ten. I saw a ten and a half right before one book went to ten and a half right before we jumped on the show here. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that I like to get out in front of line moves and being around so long in this business, you get out in front of line moves about 85% of the time if you handicap your games overnight. This is one where it goes against you a little bit because about an hour ago it was announced that uh, first baseman Josh Naylor of the Guardians is going to sit tonight's game for a little bit of rest. Now, when I play the over, I'd rather have him in there. He's seven for his last 20 over a five-game stretch. He's scored four times in those five games. But having said that, you got a Braves team coming in that just hits the cover off the ball, as we all know, five and a half runs per game on the road against righties. Cal Quantrill has been an absolute mess. ERA north of six in his last five homies. XERA nearly six, no matter where he pitches. I'm looking at his numbers here. He relies on two pitches, basically, cutter and sinker to get guys out. The Braves have a WOBA of nearly 400 over the last month, and I think they're going to just have fun against this cutter and sinker because so far everybody is when he throws the cutter and sinker in 2023. And real quick, you mentioned Soroka. How about a 744 FIP uh, through his first three outings? His XERA XERA is terrible. And one final note, he's got an 11% barrel rate he's finding the barrel of the bats without any trouble at all that's not a good thing when you're a pitcher and i think with cleveland being better the last 30 days they got a 140 weighted runs created plus at home against righties over the past month i think that this game goes over 10 you mentioned the barrel rate what's a good number for people that may be unfamiliar with that statistic in terms of that you're looking at when you're betting on a pitcher i want a guy who's under eight percent I really do. If you look at like barrel rate, you look at what hard hit rate. Mm-hmm. I think hard hit rate is 95 miles per hour. Anything above that barrel rates, even a little worse when they start getting a hold of it with the barrel of the bat, 8% or less is something. 8% is kind of like Switzerland. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. you know, anything less than That's that, great. I got no problem with it. So. I was, yeah. And I was just pulling up too. who is the, the best pitchers as far as the, the, the hard hit percentage against. Cause that is something I, I do like to look at. And uh, if you look at, by the way, the, the worst, uh, I believe it is Brady singer of the Royals. He was giving up among qualified pitchers, like a 40% clip, not a surprise for a team at the bottom of the division, Justin Steele, only 19 and a half percent of his balls hit against our hard hit. And that's a guy who continues. He goes tonight against the Brewers. He continues to have great numbers. Uh, Scott, it's always great to see you catch up with you. Scott Spritzer joining us here uh, from DocSports.com. Give him a follow at Scott wins. We'll have plenty uh, till to come with you, Scott, this summer, but appreciate the time as always. Best of luck on the place tonight. Take care, gents. Have a good one. Thank we, you. we will. Yeah. Justin Steele, man. 19.5%. He is a seven percentage point lead over Mitch Keller of Pittsburgh. Lowest hard hit percentage against in baseball. He's been fantastic. Very, very wild to see that. Steel goes tonight. We will have some more uh, interesting thoughts next. Swipe right, swipe left. Dustin will set us up after the break. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. A big thanks to our guest today, your own Weitzman, talking some NBA from Fox Sports. Brad Osmus, his insights on Shohei Otani and the Angels, the former big leaguer and Angels manager. And then Scott Spritzer just joined us for the last half hour here on Sharp Money, DocSports.com handicapper uh, for Scott. Uh, all of his plays at Scott Wins. On Twitter, uh, we still have some show to go. We're going to get into our Wimbledon uh, favorite bets for tomorrow, Amal, since we we assume we will start to get back on track from a weather standpoint. I really hope it it, uh, it starts to cooperate. Just a couple of matches left right now. We're watching the Maxime Cressy, uh, Laszlo Dieri match that is destined for a tiebreaker at three all in the fourth set. Dieri up two sets to one. So we'll do that. In the interim, though, Dustin, we've got some swipe 
right or swipe left. I like how you're positive. You, you go with the swipe right first. I don't know if that was intentional or that's just that's just you I mean, being positive. Whole, if you're going to, for those that don't know dating apps, swipe right means you like someone. Swipe yes. left means you don't. Amal doesn't know. He refuses to use dating apps, so he's going to die alone. It's no big deal. We all worry about him. Hot but, take. Date, the Las Vegas, the worst place to use dating apps. I will tell you, I've used dating apps in you have more Atlanta, New, uh, Washington, D.C., New York, Los Angeles in here. This is an abomination. Thank you. <laughs> that saying Can I tell you, care to expand on that? Can you tell me? I can't tell you how many times I've been like, why is this old lady swiping yes on me? And then I realize we're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the, PG, the CEO of the PGA Tour. I looked him up. He was 48. I was like, dude. That guy and I do not look like we're the same age. I'm like, I got him by 10 years well, in youthful look. I would say that the, the issue in this town is there are a lot of people who make money off their looks, whether, you know, you're a server, you're in some sort mm -hmm. of like hospitality industry where like being good looking does help you. And I'd say those people don't need to go to a dating app to meet people. It's the ugly ones like me who are on the app. Yeah. My thing is if you see somebody, yeah. just go talk to them. No, I don't think that's acceptable anymore. Really? Unless you're at a bar. That's I thought it works my whole life, but that's just me. No. just a, Nah, not the type to just go up to someone and be like, hey, what's good? They'll be like, you're a creepy guy. Get away from me. Dustin, have you ever tried going up to a woman at a bar and saying, you know why Quentin Hallis minus 140 is a great bet tomorrow? Let me tell you why. And let, get back to me on, uh, on how that works. She'd say, who the hell is that Frenchman? Uh, <laughs> I don't Bro, even know what you're talking about. You're giving about. her a lot of credit for knowing that he's French. I mean... I, I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, that might be a sneak creepy one of my, uh, my Wimbledon plays. Anyway, thank you for setting that up, Dustin. I'm glad I learned a little bit right. more about you. Uh, so the last 30 seconds. So now, we're, yeah. So stop swiping right on the women. I'm trying to get, there's only so many on these apps. I'm not on them. All right. So, so, don't wait, hold on one quick question. So if you swipe right, which is a yes, yeah. then does that like send them a message so or how does that if work? If they pay for it, usually depending on the app, they can see who is like them. Got it. Or we both have to swipe, you know, so it has to be a match and then there's yeah. a match and it pops up. And then usually I'm like, Oh no, why did I match with that person? And I quickly undo it. <laughs> Wait, if, there's a, if there's somebody who's like a smoke show on there, aren't they getting like yes. everybody yes. saying yes, yes on yes. them? Yeah. And, and like, I, it's not I, fun. I, I remember them. a girl showing me, I was talking to at the time her, her was her Tinder profile and she had the, like, she had the subscription for it. And literally she had like, there was like 2000 people. And I'm like, how? how? How does? How do you? Yeah, that's just a lot. It's funny because I'll do the thing where I'll go, oh, I'm gonna swipe right on that person even though they're out of my league, and then I'm like, someone will swipe on me, and I'll be like, I'm out of their league. Why are they swiping on me? Not realizing like I do the same thing. <laughs> Goes both ways, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, all right, what are our swipe right or swipe left all topics right. today? Some fun things to look at. We'll do sports and non-sports here. Uh, the first one, let's go with of the teams to never win a Super Bowl. The Cardinals feel like the ones that won't get there in our lifetime. I'll list all the teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. Mm. The Browns, the Titans, the Lions, the Texans, the Jags, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Bills, Panthers, Falcons, Bengals, and I said Titans. Yeah. Um I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Once they get rid of Murray in a few years, they'll be okay. I see to me, I think it's an easy selling point to go to play in Arizona. I would say uh, the Chargers, 
because they've always had a ton of talent that can never, ever, ever deliver in the postseason. And no pressure because apathy. There's no real fan yeah. base. Yeah. I also would I would swipe left on, on the Arizona thing. I will I will do my best to fill in for, for one Patrick Maher. I actually would say the Lions. I mean, a team that has c- consistently been unable to get out of their own way. And you can't think, like, this is one of those conversations. You have to think big 40,000-foot yeah. perspective. It's not just this year. I would say the Lions. Okay. That'd Next one here, swipe right, swipe left. Interesting to hear your thoughts on this. This could be controversial. Our opinions of Michael Jordan would be different if he played in the social media era. Oh, that's the most obvious swipe right. Of course they would be. I would think of how the media protect think of how the media protected him in the back in the day. Maybe, but I think also all these idiots that actually think that LeBron's better would have actually realized what the greatest player that they've seen would look like. So we wouldn't have as much stupidity. And think about this. In today's basketball, though, these guys, I mean, Jordan played nine seasons of 82 games. Yeah. I, I mean, his durability has to be taken into consideration. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go left. All right. Next one here. People who back into parking spaces are annoying. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And it's their entire personality trait yeah. is that they Dude, back into spaces. No, here's the problem. They pull past the spot. <laughs> then they, they, yes. they can't gear shift quick enough. And then they're looking around. I'm like, dude, that's the one thing. Like, I can, you know, having lived in New York and L.A. and Miami, I can parallel park it in and out of spots in, like, no time. These people, it looks like they're landing a jet plane. Come on in, buddy. I mean, it's like, dude, can you get this car back then and can we get moving? I had one journalism professor at the esteemed University of Missouri, yeah. the Harvard of Boone County, who swore by <laughs> swore by backing in because quote he he just wanted to he just wanted to go against the grain and if there was a, if he was his thought was if I'm ever covering a story from for from the news perspective and and some stuff goes down and I got to get out of there I want to be able to just bolt. So le- I would his, love to ask him. Point. I would love to ask him this question. It's like filling up gas. How long does it take you to actually fill up your gas tank? Two minutes? Yeah, minutes. that's exactly. You're close, right? About two, depending on the size of your tank, two to three minutes. People think it takes so long. How long, how much time does he think he's actually saving with the reversal out? Because the reversal out is actually easier than narrowly uh, reversing into a smaller space. Obviously, he wasn't a math major. But no, no journalism professor or student has ever been confused with a math major. By the way, I never understood why any of these people majored in journalism. You could just kind of talk your way into this business. Yeah, I, I as when I, my first job in Moberly, Missouri, um, making less than I could have, you know, made working at McDonald's. I thought the same <laughs> thing. Well, I, <laughs> you worked at McDonald's? No, no I you should have. No, I would have made twice as much as I did in Moberly, Missouri. Yeah, hey, I, lo- I love I love that job. I trying to get your employee discount. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of McDonald's, the Nuggets <laughs> are just the beginning of a more wide open NBA with an aging LeBron and that group in Golden State. And it will be unlike any NBA we have seen in our lifetime. I wouldn't go that far, but wouldn't, wouldn't you say that, we, like, look at the last few champions with Milwaukee, Denver, even go back to Toronto. Like, team building actually works in today's NBA. And, and this, this whole enamoration with stars being the be-all, end-all, I mean, we're kind of realizing it's not the, necessarily the optimal way to go about winning a championship. Yes, yeah, so I, I would say right all right, next one here in baseball. They're both 22 to 1. The Diamondbacks and the Blue Jays are the longest shots that could realistically win the World Series at 22 to 1. Hmm. I'm going to say left, and that's a no because I think the Padres are not done. You keep falling for these guys. I know. I, I have a bad. No, hold on a second. <laughs> I've been there. He's, cor- he's, there. he's correct because I have a tendency to stick on certain teams because of talent. 
And man, you will wind up deeper than the bottom of the ocean with some of these calls. It's it's a bad call, but the Blue Jays at twenty two to one are very much alive because they're far. They're much more in contention than San Diego is. I I say swipe right. I I agree with with Dustin. Where where did you stand just for comparison's sake? Where did you stand on the White Sox say at this time last year? Well, He's I still j- kind of tantalized by the White Sox in the because Central. they're like yeah because they're like sixteen to one to one or something ridiculous well, odds I mean, to win last, the division. Well, last year was a completely different. I'm saying like last year when they were the the favorites, they had Tony La <laughs> Russa. Ben, didn't ben, know ben let's to, not discuss that. It was not good. We both thought the White Sox, by the way, were going to be awesome. Everybody, yes. I mean, everybody. I picked did. them to win the American League. Oh man! All right, let's do a real quick one before we go. Summer doesn't matter once you are no longer in school. Hundred percent true. I was just thinking about that yep. today. I'm like, oh, it's July. I'm like, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, anymore. it does not matter. True. Yes, uh, right. Especially when you live in, you know, in, in Las Vegas, and you can, you know. I, I will tell you what bothers me though when the summer starts to when you get towards September when the days get shorter and in, in the evening. That's yeah. one thing I don't like. I agree. Yeah. Swipe right. Swipe right. All right. Then we can get one more in real quick. Yeah. Why not? Public FaceTiming without headphones should be a felony. I would agree with you and a minimum sense of at least a year in jail. So mis- misdemeanor is not. No, 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 we're no, going no. straight felony. You have to go behind bars. Why is it that whenever you're in an airport lounge, that's when you have the greatest FaceTime without headphone per capita? Because they're <laughs> time to kill. <laughs> well, that and I don't want to say about half the people in the lounge, but anyway, <laughs> all, you know, they all think they're more important than they are. Literally, like. In an airport lounge over the weekend, uh, flying out for a broadcast. Literally people to the left and right of me on their phones talking as loud as humanly possible about how cool it is that they are in the lounge. I would have oh. spoke louder than them intentionally until they figured it out. It's unbelievable. Anyway. First rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. Dustin, we'll have some fun in the last segment. Also, Amal and I have our Wimbledon bets for Thursday when we return. Final segment of Sharp Money coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like... Meh. Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VEASAN, which is why we've just released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your newly released NFL betting guide. Or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe final segment for us here at sharp money great to be uh, in for the first time on sure it's my debut today i'm also going well i'm glad we i'm glad we talked tennis for at least like almost a third of the show by the way trust we'll me when i tell tomorrow. you tomorrow dustin will not have that on the rundown well the question is how many matches are there going to be tomorrow with the weather it'll, 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 sorry it'll, for the next it'll, day it'll, yeah it'll it'll eventually yeah, it'll, turn. Get, it'll, it'll, it'll turn get better clear tomorrow i think about 60 matches so it should get our through. friendly wager comes down to this game uh, if, if maxime cressy can hold to force a tie break but he's down low 15 so it'll be okay we'll, we'll so be. there's no mud underneath that grass <laughs> that's a great is that's a question rains? i mean they they tarp it so it's cut and the, and the main courts are covered okay. but they tarp it every night don't don't dustin don't worry playing okay. tennis on on, on grass when we invented asphalt and clay. Like it's, <laughs> well, it's in London. Clay. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like riding a bicycle after we invented cars. You don't need to play tennis on grass anymore. We invented better surfaces. You really? Okay. Well, you clearly haven't played tennis on grass before. If you ride a bike, you're living in the Stone Ages. Okay. Good to know. I'm not surprised Dustin is not a big fan of riding bikes, is all, <laughs> is all I will say. First of all, <laughs> you have to have a taint of steel to ride a bike. What did, what did you say? A taint. <laughs> So you're not watching the Tour de France right now? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I just, watch real sports. It was on CNBC oh, the other day. You're, big, you're I, a big Bryant Gumbel fan. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> well played. All right. Well played. Three, right, up, three up, three down <laughs> as we, we wrap up the show. All right, Dustin, lead us off. What do we got? Three up. All right. I don't think this guy's getting talked about enough. He is as hot as any pitcher in baseball right now. I wouldn't bet him for any awards, though. However, He's a plus price against Tampa Bay today. That's Taiwan Walker over his last five starts, 32 innings pitched, a .84 ERA, 32 strikeouts, and a .84 whip. Crazy run from Taiwan Walker right now. Yeah, he's been outstanding for this Phillies team. Uh, this is a team that quietly kind of putting the run together. They win 3-1 yesterday in Tampa. Uh, not a bad play to take him against Zach Luttrell here. In fact, I will. Okay, do it. You should tell. I'm sorry. Not yes. I, I just wonder if you would think it comes back to earth at some point and the peripherals yes. still say, all right, he's more like a mediocre. If you look at the expected ERA, expected fielding independent pitching. So yeah, I, that's my concern. No, you're right. But I'm going to ride it while he's do, while he's going Squeeze right. Squeeze the orange. When he was a Met, he would do. He was an all-star one year with the Mets, yeah, yeah. and he was super streaky. And when he was on, he was awesome. But when he was off, he was really inaccurate because he's a former infielder who became a pitcher later yeah. in life. And sometimes he just loses sight of his mechanics. Okay. All right, the next one here, three up, three down. I don't actually don't want to say his name. I believe it's Brayon Bayo. Yeah, Brian from the, from the Red Sox. Red Brian Sox, Brayo. Yeah. Bayo. Uh, he's been electric, and I think he's flying way under the radar because the Red Sox are not hyped up this year. Interesting matchup with John Gray. Amal, the first five total was set at five and a half. I really considered going under, but you just never know with those two lineups if they're just going to go off. Bayo over his last five, 33.2 innings pitched, a 2-1-4 ERA, 26 Ks, and a .86 whip. Yeah, good opportunity here with the five and a hook here, uh, simply because you don't, you're worried about this Rangers bullpen. They can't close a door. 
Uh, but you mentioned that Fenway always a concern because both these teams can hit the baseball. I just like the, the um, Arsenal's there for Bayo, and I, I've been impressed with the pitch development. He, he's hard to square up six percent career barrel percentage against, which is very very much above average. So Elect- I like Bayo. Electric stuff, and he's facing John Gray, who's been really good too. So I, that under intrigues me. I, I laid off of it because it felt like. I could turn that game on, and in the fourth inning, it might be like four to three. Like, I sure. don't know. I don't know. All right, the next guy here, three up, three down, Justin Steele. We mentioned him earlier. Lefty for the Cubs going today. Over his last three, he's got a one five six ERA, 18 strikeouts in 17 innings, and a .92 whip. At 16-1 to one for Cy Young, I know I'm on a lot of people for the National League Cy Young, <laughs> but I do think the race is completely wide open, and he is the ERA leader in the NL right now. You can't be. Well, you can't bet the Cubs full game. That's the thing because well, it, it, it it can only be a first five or nothing because the bullpen has yeah. been an absolute nightmare the last two days. Blew a six run lead on Monday. Blew a four run lead yesterday before they won an extra inning. So I mean that bullpen it was with their best guys. I mean Mark Leiter who'd been off to a really can good start to- couldn't couldn't get it out. So I only, if I was playing that at all, it would only be first five or nothing for tonight. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I'm a little bit surprised though. The Cubs are a road favorite. Hauser's been okay. I mean, he comes in with a 3.89 ERA, but still the one issue is 15 starts, only 85 innings pitched. And I think 75, 76 strikeouts so far this year, not putting up uh, overwhelming numbers. When you look at it from a starting pitcher, who's going to win a Cy Young. No, he's like Bryce Elder. They don't yeah, have yeah. that powerful stuff, but the ERA is there and, because there's so many names in the mix, they become more interesting as this thing yeah. well, keeps I think going the, on. The number is there because of our, our three down here because the Brewers cannot hit lefties to save yeah. their lives. I mean, they really yeah. can't. This is really bad three down. The Brewers against lefties this year are hitting just 218. I mean, a 656 OPS. I Ugh. believe they are the worst in baseball OPS-wise against, against South. I watch them every night, and it's like, okay, can we find Look, anybody Amal, to hit Amal a lefty? knows this. You're a Brewers fan. Yes. So Amal, no, that was my favorite futures play of the year. It was forty to one of the Brewers to win the World Series, but I thought someone was going to step up offensively. Yelich is stealing bases. The power's somewhat back. He's fine, but he's not who he used to be, and he'll probably never be that guy again. But they desperately need a bat. I thought Telez, the sh- the lack of the shift ban would work really good for his yeah. game. Hasn't done anything. He hasn't. He's hit like one homer the last month and a half. Uh, Willie Adamas, uh, you know, he had the the scary incident yeah. where he got hit in the dugout with a foul ball. He hasn't been the same. A lot of guys who've just not been pulling their weight so far. And our last one here, three up, three down. Uh, three down uh, will be Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller pitching for the Dodgers tonight. They're a heavy, heavy favorite. Over his last four, a 6.75 ERA, a 1.64 whip. This is a Dodgers ball club that lost to the Royals over the weekend. They And then they've got Pittsburgh now. I'm sorry, with Bobby Miller on the bump, I'm going to take a flyer on Pittsburgh plus 2.15 today. Not a bad opportunity here. This Dodgers team right now, a little bit inconsistent. Give it, what, nine runs last night against Pittsburgh? Lose the game 9-7, I yep. believe. So, at plus 210, not a bad shot. And if you're going to take it, man, go reverse run line. You probably get north of $3. Ooh, Let's like do it, Dustin. At. Let's do it. Go for it. I, I will, I'll support you on that. Yeah. You'll support them all, then, because it's Maul's idea. <laughs> oh, well, I'll support all by proxy. I'll, support, I'll support them all, you. supporting me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So Dustin's going to walk into a bar and tell a, tell a woman he's betting reverse run line on Pittsburgh. Well, I will walk into a bar and tell that same woman I'm betting Quentin Hallis minus 140 uh, tomorrow for Alexander Vukic in round two of Wimbledon. What, what do you what do you think of that uh, play, Amal? Not a bad play at all there against Vukic. Uh, I think it's a good one there. Give you some plays here. Anna Bogdan tomorrow uh, minus about uh, 190. Sophia Kennan uh, about minus yes. 210. Ken- Shop- Kennan, is, Kennan is back. Let's, she is, let's be real. Absolutely yeah. right. She took care of uh, Coco Goff. 
Uh, Dennis Shapovalov uh, about minus 160 to 165. Uh, Magda Lynette uh, taking on our Barbora Strikova. Uh, this is another good one there. And then Ostapenko. And then finally, Annette Contivate as a dog at around plus 140. Uh, so a bunch of plays there on the tennis side. They're primarily on the women's side except Shapovalov. But uh, Contivate, Ostapenko, Lynette, uh, Shapovalov, Kennan, and Bogdan. Love it. The only one I, I can't get there with is Shapovalov. I just do not trust him whatsoever. Well, but I understand, given the matchup, where you're, Barrera, you're going. Barrera, he's, he's just not that good. He beat Lloyd Harris, who's who's the problem. But I, I think Shapovalov yeah. should be able to get through this one with his serve. I love the Annette Condivate play the most. She's yeah. retiring after Wimbledon, has a degenerative disc injury in her yeah. back. Uh, so I, she was only a minus 180 favorite against a Stefanini, a Italian who had never played at Wimbledon. Didn't understand that at all. One in straight sets. Like the play there. Uh, I like Hallis has won more, most wins, more wins on tour level in 2023 than in his entire eight year, year career combined. Yeah. Heading into this year. Right. So a really good grass court player uh, like him against Vukic tomorrow. And there we go, Dustin. That's, that's like half a dozen Wimbledon plays condensed into about two minutes. Yeah. I heard names like George Hallis, Nikola Vucevic, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Ryan Kerrigan, Mike Magnanti and Shaka Khan. I think you want, yeah, you, you definitely want Nancy Kerrigan. And <laughs> yeah, that, that should be the first leg of your parlay. If you're taking first Nancy, that's a great joke. That's a great first leg of the parlay. I'd have, Je- I'd have, I'd have Jeff Galuli on that parlay as well. <laughs> that's a great. Oh, that seems like a great way to transition into our final topic of the show today. Yeah, we're doing my top 10 fast food value menu items, which is really a weird thing because as I put this list together, a lot of these fast food places have gone away with most of their value uh, menus. So, we start with Jack in the Box tacos at 10. They're horrible, but they're a dollar for two. Wendy's Junior Frosty at nine. McDonald's Egg Biscuit at eight. Uh, seven was the Taco Bell Cheesy Roll Up. Now it brings us to six, the Rodeo Burger. I think it's the most expensive item on the menu, but there was limited options, and it's still fantastic at under $3. And then finally, Taco Bell Spicy Potato Soft Taco, something a mall can actually enjoy because it's vegetarian. By the really? way, the Rodeo Burger, where's that? Burger King? Burger King. Yeah. I like the old school uh, logo you use there for the Burger King. You think I put this together? Oh, I sorry. barely put my shirt. Sorry, on. Michelle. My bad, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle, for choosing the old school Burger King. Uh, the Frosty is the only one of those I've actually, uh, I've only, I've, I've actually had. Well, next time you're in here tomorrow, you better have eaten some of them. <laughs> I don't know about that. May not be here for health reasons. That, that, that might be. And the, I may not be big, here tomorrow for the, the same reasons. Bigger issue. All right, for Dustin Sweetelson for Mal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long. Another edition of Sharp Money in the Books. We have Veasan Prime Time coming up next. Tim Murray and Sean King take it away from the Circa Sportsbook Studio. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.